0: Hello, welcome. Thank you for welcoming us into your homes and into your cars, wherever you are watching from. We are thrilled to have you with us today. We we are concluding um, the series Pastor's Been Running, Erasing God, and I hope you've enjoyed it. So, today we decided we'd we'll just do a bit of a recap and just go through what Go through each topic, everything we've learned. See how we can apply. See how it's changed us and changed our mindset, our concept, the way we feel, and our relationship with God. So, Pastor, how have you felt teaching this? Um, oh, it's been great. Series?
1: It's been it's been great. It's been awesome, and um, it um, well, I say interesting mm. that you know, being the one teaching it, but the impact I felt teaching it was. Um, was was so 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 and how to put it you know so awesome
0: Mm.
1: you know the revelation of god and uh, his nature his character he does something to you he builds up faith builds up um, confidence in Mm -hmm. god you Mm -hmm. know encourages you as well and maybe some of the little little things that have clogged your mind here and there, as regards God, some little, little misinformation got um, purged, you know, and it's really healthy. It's like a, you know, like we go for cleansing. People go for annual cleansing or biannual cleansing or quarterly cleansing to cleanse their system. That's the way I felt, you know, cleanse my system, cleanse my mind. And I eliminated and erased all those misconceptions about God as I installed fresh revelation of who God truly is, you know, his Absolutely. nature yeah, and his character is awesome, it's great.
0: Absolutely. So, um what he's just said, the the, the objective of of yeah. the whole series was basically just that, yeah. to correct and um, remove um, any misconceptions or ideas we Preconceived ideas mm. we had of God mm. and to correct it to the right, the right concept yeah. of God. You mentioned nature, um character, character and attributes. attributes. And I want us to just define those terms because we're going to be using them. They are very similar, but they're also different. So I want us to just define those terms again. Mm. So nature is how a thing is. Yeah, My
1: it's right. The intrinsic. Don't use the word value like we use in maths and all that. but It's, it's the intrinsic
0: mm.
1: um, personality. Mm. It's who the person is. Okay. You know who the person is. That's what that nature is, or what he's composed of. Lovely. You know?
0: So what you said is, it's the basic qualities yeah, basic of a thing. So that is nature. Mm-hmm. Okay, so want to define what the so you've told us what the nature is. What is the character or characteristics of a thing?
1: Okay, characteristic of a thing you could say is how something is, you know, how something is basically, and um, attribute, which is the third thing, mm. is like the futures the future. of that thing, you know, what you can identify um, um, an item as, you know.
0: So in the first class, Pastor spent some time talking about the nature, character, and attributes. Mm-hmm. You also try to explain the awesomeness of God, mm-hmm. um, how it's very difficult for us to actually understand um, or describe God, because you can't describe something, um, you can only describe something with what you know. So if if I if it, if I say oh um, I'm looking for a fruit. I go to a shop and for instance, I say, I'm looking for a fruit. They say, what sort of fruit? Then I would say, it's round or it's red. Then they could use what I have described to say, okay, maybe it's this or maybe it's that. But if if I'm looking for a fruit I've never seen before, then it's difficult for me to tell them what it is that I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. So Pastor was saying that, it was difficult, like for like Ezekiel used Ezekiel's example. Um, he had to describe something, but it was he, he could only use things he could he could relate with. Mm. Basically, that mm. was what you were saying. Do you want yeah, to? yeah,
1: yeah. You know, it's it's, it's the <laughs> it's really um, it's it's really uh, a challenge, honestly, to put God in words. Mm. And like you've rightly said, it's um, you can only tell a thing based on what you know mm-hmm. or what the person you're you describing it to knows. Mm-hmm. That's one. Number two, um, language is also a barrier when it comes to describing God. Mm-hmm. Like in our own native language, mm-hmm. we've got some words or some descriptive words that we can use that will convey deep knowledge of God to those that understand that language. Mm. And we can do it better in our native language Mm. than we can do it in English Mm. because it's robust. Mm. So, language is a barrier. Then, what you know is also a barrier when it comes to describing God. That is why it's a a bit of a challenge. That's why I use the word challenge. But that does not mean we will not make an attempt. But we will surely make an attempt. An example I like giving... In when it comes to this, is um, the is it the three or is it the five blind men mm. that we are asked to describe an yeah, elephant? Yeah. Now, each of them had a different view of the elephant based on the aspect they interacted with, and that's the same with God because God is so big; He's bigger than we can even fathom. So, based on how much you've known God. Mm-hmm. And how much you've rather experienced him in your life, that is how you're going to you know try to portray him. So God is to different people, different things. You know, that's how I'm gonna put it, but there is still a standard, and the standard is also the word of God. The word of God is our standard for now. I get, and I'm sure that there are a lot of things that is never contained in God's word that we are yet to know about God. Um, For example, there are a lot of people that have gone thinking up into heaven and shown a lot of things Mm. and they were asked not to talk about them.
0: Mm.
1: A good example is Paul. Another example is John, the apostle in Revelation. So there's a lot of things they know about God, they've seen, but they were asked not to talk about them. It's not unusual for that to happen because one of the attributes of God which we didn't get to talk about in this series is God as a mystery. Mm. That is one attribute of God. And when you read Paul's writings, there a lot of things he talked about the mystery of God mm. which he has hid from the beginning mm. of the world. So there are a lot of things about God that we are yet to know. I'm sure there are billions and billions of things about God, because God is an unending enigma.
0: Mm. And you know, there's <laughs> a there's, a, there's a, a name we call God in a in a language mm-hmm. that says exactly that he that it's something that you can never finish knowing. Yes, you can never finish knowing. So there's no, I mean, I know that there are lots and lots of men of God who are very close to God and who have gone really deep, but I don't think there's anyone who can say there is no life
1: no one that even he knows
0: god <laughs> so well that he knows everything about god There's, mm. there would always be things that we're unable to explain we're unable to describe we're unable to you just can't because mm. god is so big he's so big he's so big he cannot know
1: god in his in his entirety, entirety. Mm. no one can even dead mm. our life mm. because because, because of the eternity aspect of God. Yes. Even if you get to know all of God, mm. there will still be some part right. you will never know. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. A, I mean, it's, a, it's an unending enigma, that's how I put it. You know? yeah.
0: So, yeah. So, let's go to the next class. So, the next class, we talked a bit about God's nature. Yeah. Um, we talked about God being omnipotent, God mm-hmm. being omniscient, God mm-hmm. being omnipresent, mm-hmm. um, God this is this is just who God is. Yeah. This is this is who God is. This is, you know, the same way you can describe a phone and say, as iPhone whatever it is, is slim, it's slim. Mm-hmm. It's 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 gold. It's this. That is who God is. Um, and you, you said about God being um, omnipresent. That God's is is in 1934 at the same time he's in someone described it as like someone holding a piece of paper Mm. you can see the beginning and you know maybe you've written you've written loads of things actually written all the plans you have for the next 10 years Mm. on a piece of paper Mm -hmm. you can see the first thing you've written you can see the middle thing you can see the end that's how god looks so everything everything history everything is just before him he can see the past the present and the future
1: Mm that uh, that scripture in the Bible. So we looked at God as being omnipresent, meaning he's everywhere. We looked mm. at God as being omniscient. He's an all-knowing mm. God. And this shouldn't be hard to understand because he's the source of all knowledge. Mm. Somebody being the source of something is that thing. So you can say knowledge is God. All knowledge is God. I want to break it down to education and subjects and courses and disciplines. Uh, every single thing God knows because every knowledge flows from Him. Then He's is omnipotent. This means that He is all powerful. God does not have power. God is the source of all power. There's no power anywhere in existence that did not come out from God. Then God is a trinity. Mm-hmm. He's three in one. He's still the same God, but he exists in three persons. The way water can be liquid, water can be gas, and water can be solid when it's frozen as ice. That is the way God is
0: yes lovely and that's exactly gone into the third class because that was yeah. where you talked about god being eternal immortal mm-hmm. um, invisible mm-hmm. um and the uncreated one that god had has no origin mm-hmm. you know this is one that it, it's very difficult for me to understand because i don't <laughs> understand i can't understand the concept of that Some does have a beginning yeah. I, because everything we know has a beginning yeah so you know, it's like it's the same way I think about forever. Mm. When you think about forever and ever, mm-hmm. so there's no end; mm-hmm. it just keeps going, keeps mm-hmm. going, keeps going mm-hmm. forever and ever and mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. There's no end. In mm-hmm. that same way, there's no beginning. There's no beginning. It's an incredible. Exactly. I mean, a mind blowing. There's no it's,
1: beginning. It's just no beginning.
0: Difficult to, <laughs> us, to, to come to terms with or to wrap your head around. It's, yeah,
1: no beginning at yeah. all with God.
0: Yes, yes. So we move to the next class. And the next class you talked about said that God is a person. Yeah. God is not a force. Mm-hmm. God is not the universe. You know, someone said, the universe do mm-hmm. it to me. <laughs> or, you know, that sort of thing. God is not the universe. God is not mm-hmm. a force. Mm-hmm. God is a person. Yeah, He's not a human being, but he's a person. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's just like we've been saying, he's a personality. He has his traits. He has his characters. Mm-hmm. He has things he likes things doesn't like mm-hmm. so god is a person mm-hmm. and you also said god is a father yeah god is patient god is approachable
1: i mean the revelation of god as a father alone mm. alone will remove some of the misconceptions of god we've had in the past
0: but i, <laughs> I also think that the revelation of god as a father mm-hmm. with our own um preconceived ideas of a father Mm. have also contributed to us not understanding God. And I'll explain what I mean. Mm -hmm. Now, remember, Jesus said, which one of you would the child ask for bread Mm. and you'd give a stone? Mm -hmm. Or would the child ask for fish and you give a serpent or, you know, something like that? He said, if you people being evil, wicked, mm-hmm. you know, you know, because the Bible says that the heart of man is wicked. We're yeah. selfish. We're wicked. Basically, what you're we're saying is, evil duty based on your human right. nature. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> if you people, you know, you won't harm your own children. You yeah. won't give them something, but how much more God? And what I'm saying this is, because of God, using God as a father, many times we think about our own earthly fathers. You yes. know, and we think about the way earthly fathers will act. Like if I do something, uh, maybe when I was a lot younger, a teenager, for instance, when I was at university, I've disappointed my father. I know how my father would react. In fact, the fear of it would make me not do it in the first place. But if I do, I mean, most people will just run away. You won't want to go home. You won't. You you would just be like, let me stay. He's you know he might be angry for one year or six months. We don't know. He might cut me. He might decide to cut me off. He might decide not to talk to me. He can, you know. So with that knowledge Mm. of how our earthly fathers are, we also relate with God in that way. And when we disappoint God or we fail God, then we just want to stay away. Mm. We don't want to come to church. We don't feel like praying. We Mm. we feel like, I mean, God would not take us back. Um, Because our earthly fathers, even when they forgive us, they will sing it like a song. Mm. You know everything you do, they remind mm. you of what you've done. So we have that notion of, of you know, what a father. Not because our earthly fathers don't love us, but they are hum- they are human. God is much more mm. than our earthly fathers, than our understanding of what mm. a father should be mm. or would do.
1: Mm. And 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 that is the truth. You just hit the nail on the head. We judge the have our heavenly father based on our relationship with our human father and that should not be so but when you get to know god and have this new revelation of god doubt is removed fear is removed faith is installed i wish that everybody listening to us right now will go and listen to the entire series Mm. sit down we've them on the podcast listen to the entire series trust me Something will happen to your faith life. Trust me. Things you've, you've been holding on to God for centuries, decades, years. All of a sudden you will just receive them because you get to understand that God has already given them to you. Mm-hmm. All you need is to come in and by faith and receive them and collect them. Because this is who God is. He's a faithful God. He has given you everything. He has given you everything that pertains to life and to godliness. He said he will not withhold told anything from you. That if he was able, like he talked about on Sunday, if he was able to give his son to us to die. The Bible says somewhere that he pleased God mm. to yes. bruise Jesus. His only son He was happy for him to be bruised for you. What then? What then? What then do you think? What then do you need? What then have you been crying for? What is it? If God has given you his all, how then do you think he won't give you that thing? It's just a small thing. It's just a light thing for the Lord to do. So you need to have this confidence in God. So what's the next (laughs) as we round up?
0: (laughs) Okay, so the the next one, we we talked about God being invisible. And you talked about um, Jesus being the body Mm. of of the Godhead and the appearances of Jesus in the Old Testament and uh, things like that. So that was god being invisible mm. then we went on to mercy and we had la- the next two were on mercy god's mercy which is mm. which is one of the very very good ones i think you really really need to listen to mm. because um god's god showcases his mercy all the time in almost everything he does because we god understands we're human god understands that we 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 are fra- we fragile we break we hurt we you know we don't do as well sometimes we have the right intention but we don't do as well as we should mm. god is always ready mm. always ready to have mercy on us and mercy brings us back you know someone who's been condemned you've been condemned your own is over mercy brings you back brings you back and grace reinstates you mm to, to, you know, a more fruitful relationship with God. So Mercy, Mercy was one of the, the ones that mm. um, we thoroughly
1: enjoyed, wasn't it? Yeah, it's, it's it's awesome. You know, there are some things, you know, the kids will do, you know, and you could just see yourself in them. Mm. You'd be like, oh, at this age, I should do this. At this age, I should do that. Oh, I totally, totally understand him. Sort of you can identify mm. with them. Now, because you could identify with them and you could see yourself in them and you understood why they must have done that, though you've told them not to do that, yeah? It makes you take a step back when it comes to discipline them for that because you totally understand why he did that. It's the same way Jesus understands how he feels like. The Bible says that he took human flesh so he could feel our pain. We'll talk about it in, in Hebrews chapter 1. So He could feel our pain. Say He knows where it hurts. He understands our pain. He Say He won't give us any trial that we cannot handle because He has been through it. And this is where God's mercy also shows. So He knows why you have fallen short. He knows why you've done that wrong thing. Though you know it's wrong, He understands why. Now, Jesus, being our advocate, will better present the case to God in heaven. See, he, he understands why. He will bring his blood and purge us and cleanse us because he knows why. He understands. He has a, 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 a revelation, if I'm to use that word, of humanity. Mm. Of humanity. He has that revelation. So when we understand this we will now truly understand god's mercy his mercy never runs dry i've also preached that there's a limit to god's mercy in the past but when you combine like i I talked about the holistic Mm. revelation of god when you combine god's eternity and eternal nature you with his attributes you know that his mercy too is everlasting Mm. And it's, you know, at times we read the Bible, we don't see it. We see it, we read it, but somehow it does not rest in our mind. The Bible has told us that God's mercy is from everlasting to everlasting. That His mercy never runs dry. And yet, as preachers, we will still preach that if you keep sinning and sinning, it gets to a point, God will no longer forgive you. Mm -hmm. We are contradicting God's word. Mm God cannot be two different things at the same time. God is not is is not schizophrenic. He he doesn't have dual personality, if you know what I mean. God is who he is. When you understand God for who he is, then you will take him that way. Now does that does that mean there is no consequences for your actions? Of course, in nature now, in this life, there's what we call Action and reaction, Mm -hmm. so there might be consequences for some of the actions you take, but that does not mean that God will withhold His mercy for you. Now, we've read the Old Testament where God has said, You've done this, you've done that, now I'm going to punish you, and we are judging God based on the way He treated the Jews in the Old Testament, but we forget one phenomenal difference between the saints of old and us now in the new. And that phenomenal difference is number one, Jesus Christ. His death on the cross, His resurrection, then His blood by which we've been cleansed, his blood handled our saints, past, present, and future. Then we now have God living on our inside. Mm. So the way God treated the Jews is not the same way He's treating us now. That doesn't mean He changed His nature. No. But rather, He has changed strategy, but His nature was not affected. Do you know there are many more, you know, instances of mercy in the Old Testament than in the New?
0: Absolutely. You said (laughs) said that when when you discussed the topic. Mm. And don't forget, we also also read the Psalms that His mercy endures forever. Forever. So, His mercy endures forever. But... I mean, the only way we balance it is with, with God being just. Yeah. God being just. The fact that, for instance, and, and I'll describe this, you know, because we're parents, um, so our boys may do something. And the daddy will say, you're not going to play um, your PlayStation for two weeks or for the rest of the holiday. And they'll cry and shake and cry. Um, and then maybe after one or two days, They'll come and ask him, please, daddy, please, please forgive us, please. You say, no, 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 you're not going to play. This is still the beginning. Go and read your books. You know? But after a couple of days, what would daddy do? Daddy would say, okay, you can go and play. You know? So God would punish if he needs to, but God doesn't punish to destroy. As I said, God doesn't punish to annihilate you or to shame you. Oh, no, God just he, he would just I mean it's just like it, it, he what was the word that God chastises that's the word mm. so he just chastises you and God always has message mercy. message is always there always there and the Bible says I, I say a father did you say a mother who pities a child well, one of one is there a father say father pities his child or mother pities his child that's how mm. God you know like feels sorry yeah for us So God's mercy is always, always there. Okay, so the next one was um, the All-Wise God. And I like this because, you know, God is is the author of all knowledge Yeah. and the custodian Hmm. of all wisdom, all wisdom. And wisdom is one of those things that God's word has asked us to ask for in James, he says, if anyone lacks wisdom, ask that God doesn't give in small portions. God doesn't hold back. He gives. And if there's a if there is a prayer, you should pray for yourself every day, especially in this season. It's for wisdom. Every day. Understanding. Every day. Every day. Because God has it all. All the ideas you can think of, everything that was made, every creative, every creative idea or every creative concept, God is the custodian of it all. Mm. So, Pastor explained all this to us, that God knows and has all wisdom and all knowledge. And then the next was about grace. Yeah. And in grace, he talks about hyper-grace and hyper-grace mm. and how he had preached, he preached hyper-grace in the mm. past and um, the balance, the balance. You know, in the fear
1: of um, avoiding hypograce we now tend to preach hypograce you know, and one thing we should never forget that grace is, is grace is the gospel, like Paul rightly said, and what is grace. the gospel is called the good news, mm. actually literally from that Greek word it means that news that is too good to be true. Mm. Now. If truly the news is too good to be true, we should take it for it. We should not try. You see that human nature from the fall of man? Because it it, it makes us feel that we don't deserve it. Because it's too good to be Mm -hmm. true. No, we are undeserving of Mm it. It is something we need to eliminate in our Mm -hmm. mind. Because it's affecting us as Christians. Is stopping us from getting the best, the best from God. It's true. Because you think, oh, no, I don't deserve it. Even as humans, you do that. When somebody does it, something good for you, yes. like, no, yeah. I'm undeserving. No, ah, it's too much. It's true. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. But that's exactly what the good news is. Mm. Exactly what God has done for us through Jesus Christ. And that tells us something we are deserving. Mm. The sooner we understand that we are deserving, we will not walk in it
0: you know I, I think that that's that's so impactful because many people especially depending where you are but many people especially in the developed world people just feel i should get what i deserve i what should get what for? i earn yeah what worked, worked for you know <laughs> if if i've earned it then i deserve, I deserve it. it so that's what i can say give it to me give me my salary Give me because i've earned it
1: so they they put work Right. Before, uh, or like reward. Say reward.
0: So, if, if <laughs> I've, I've earned it, then, okay, fine. I get the reward. But, if I've not earned it, if I haven't worked hard for it, then I I, I become, I start feeling undeserving. And mm. it's also, as a result of the fall, I start feeling undeserving. I because don't, I don't, I shouldn't, I shouldn't have it. I shouldn't take it. When mm. someone's even saying, take, take, take. You're like, no, 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 thank you. Thank you.
1: Paul called it, for, so I won't forget, called it, the evil conscience. Mm. It's part of it.
0: That's it. And, and, and so many of us have been deprived of things yeah. we could have had—maybe mm-hmm. jobs, maybe positions, maybe mm-hmm. travel—maybe mm-hmm. because we felt, mm, I, I don't deserve it, mm. you know. And what hyper grace does is it brings in religiosity, in yeah. quotes. Yeah. So anything i should get is what i've paid for what so I've if, if you get a harvest for instance you say I, mm. I sowed seed yeah i prayed, yeah i talked to my pastor yeah. uh, you know yeah. i, so I you, fasted i fasted i prayed on <laughs> the mountain you know so then i deserve this new job i deserve the reward yeah. i because i worked for it mm-hmm. you know but there are things grace is god doing for you you know what you don't deserve mm. you didn't work for it you didn't ask you, mm. it, it's, it's just there it's just like salvation you know, so it just, people, it's just like, it's, it's, grace. it's, it's by grace. Mm. And Paul said it, right? He said, it, it's it's by grace, not by work, so that nobody can boast. Mm. So no one can say it's because I've done this or mm. because I've done that, that's why I'm saved. No, we're all saved by the grace of God. And there are innumerable amounts of things that God wants to give us, but we are unable to accept those things. We're unable to take advantage of those things because we keep feeling like, you don't deserve, don't deserve it. It. you don't deserve it. We don't deserve it. So there's a
1: scripture I just want to read from Colossians. You know. Chapter 2. Verse 6 says, As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus. How do we receive Christ Jesus? I just believe it. In our hearts. That he is the son of God. Just simple believing. We didn't do any work. Jesus has done all the work. Say, as we have received Christ Jesus the Lord. So walk ye in him. Just walk in him. Just believe it. Christ has done all the work. So that you will be deserving. He has paid the price so that we'll be deserving. All we need to do is just work in it. Don't feel, oh, I don't deserve it. Oh, because of what I did yesterday. Oh, I was not faithful. Oh, I came to church late. Oh, I have not prayed for one week. Oh, no, 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 no. That is all works of righteousness. You've been made righteous. All you need to do is working it. Go collect. All the benefits are yours. You say, how do you do it? See, by being rooted, built up in Him, established in faith. It's all in faith. You do it in faith, knowing that you are deserving, as you have been taught, abounding, daring, with thanksgiving. Oh, I need a job. Collect it by faith. Thank God for it. Don't say, I'm not deserving. Oh, I need to be healed. Collect it by faith. Thank God for it. Because every single thing you need in life has been given. Just walk in it. Just collect. Just do it. It is grace. It is too good to be true. Mm. You not know, because you deserve it based on your own works. No! It's because Christ is deserving. And Christ has done all the work. And Christ now imputed His righteousness. What is His righteousness? That deserving that nature right. on you. Just walk in it. Just walk in it. This is one of the foundations of unshakable faith. Just walk in it. That's all you need to do. Beautiful. <laughs> so
0: the last. The, so the, the last three. One was God of truth yeah. and justice. Yeah. So God of truth. Mm. So God's truth is God's word. God's God's truth is is the highest form of reality. Yeah. That's what you said. Mm-hmm. The highest form of reality. So whatever comes out of God's mouth mm. just becomes. It, be, it becomes true. <laughs> if God says this this table is black, then it turns black. God's mm-hmm. word just becomes. And God of justice, we've we've touched on justice. Now let's talk about, about that mm.
1: the truth. When you understand God as true and his word as truth, mm. it trumps facts. Though facts are authentic, though facts are in quote real, mm. but God's word trumps that reality, because everything real in this earth is still subject to change. Oh, I'm cold, I feel feverish. It is a fact. Nobody is doubting it. But God's word, which is the highest form of reality trumps it. It's the word that says you've been healed. The question is will you walk in it if you walk based on the facts that you're feeling you will experience the facts but if you choose to walk in the truth of god's word god's words will trump facts what will not happen is that the fever the pain the headache over time will dissipate because the highest form of reality superimposes on it And need to cause facts to change, to align to God's truth, which is unchanging.
0: Lovely. That is why we should hide God's word in our heart. Yeah. Any information we get, we should align it. It does disagree with what God is saying. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't agree with what God is saying, doesn't matter. We believe, we believe what God's word has said. What God's word has said is, that settles it. Settles it. That settles it. Mm -hmm. We've touched on God of justice, that God would... You know, and I like that story you told about the man and his friend, Mm -hmm. you know. So God is a God of justice, but he would do it under the auspices of mercy and grace. And that gives you confidence that, Mm. you know, God is not, I want to judge him. Judge, Mm -hmm. judge, Mm -hmm. judge, Mm -hmm. you know, whenever. So we're not, as I said, we're not always worried. God is coming to get me. God is going to punish me. God, no. Even if there is judgment, even if there are consequences, God still has messages. God still gives you the grace. Mm, mm. God still alleviates it. Mm. So, so God doesn't
1: want to doesn't want to see us suffer. Mm. It's not his goal. Mm. But like humans, when somebody does something to us, we're always waiting for that person to pay for it, to suffer for it. That is human nature. Mm. Like you said earlier, we should never perceive and judge God from our own standpoint. We should never judge God as a father based on how our natural fathers were. We should never judge God or see God or believe that God will do something to us based on how we feel about something or how we are going to treat somebody else for doing evil. God always deals with us from the place of love. Like, 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 like what I said. I will repeat it again. Whenever you want to think about God or what God would do put love first as a foundation. When you've put love as a foundation, then it will give you a little platform to understand how God will go about something. And I started learning that whenever I want to deal with somebody, I first put love as a foundation. When I put love as a foundation, then that will determine how I'll treat that person, how I'll, I'll react to what that person has done you know and most times they are shocked at my reaction because they expected me to be mad to be angry and then and then end of the day i'm none of those and they're like oh i thought you're going to be mad i said no for what why should i be mad like somebody did something that I and called me said, oh pastor i'm sorry i was like no 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 well no. It, it. Oh, pastor but i know you'll be mad. i said no i'm not mad forget it it doesn't mean anything and the person was so shocked i was like forget it it doesn't matter and i'm not mad for a second you know, and when we start treating people the way God treats us, we'll start understanding God better. That, and we, that brings us to the
0: last topic, which yeah. is God is love. God is love. God is love.
1: God is love. We did justice to that yesterday. It's beautiful. God is love. I mean, that's who he is. That's what he is never say god will do this do that until you put his love first I seen a lot of people that said oh you did this you did this three days you die or oh, you did that you did that oh god will punish you you lose all your money they all are saying that based on how they as Ooh, humans yes, yes. will react yes will treat mm. that person they don't yet fully understand god because god will deal with you from a place of love. The prodigal son is a good example. Like, oh, uh, uh, what will my father do? Okay. Even if he makes me the least of his servant, that's fine. That's fine. I don't mind. That is the way he was perceiving oh. his father. What he didn't know is that his father has been looking out for him. That is the way we always try to judge God. We try to judge God As a human being. Mm. He's not man. He will never be man. So the sooner we step out of our humanity. And see God from his divinity. The sooner our lives will change.
0: Lovely. And and, um, just add a little bit to that. I just like what you have said about. You know God does everything from a place of love. So when you're thinking about God. The first thing you say is God loves me. Exactly. God loves me God loves me that's the first thing you should say when you reassure yourself Hmm. with that then you can now Hmm. because if you know that God loves Hmm. you then you can always go to him if you know God loves you then you know he's not going to react Hmm. in a bad way and Hmm. then you added to that that Hmm. you have started to do that yourself yeah to make sure that all your reactions are from a place of love Hmm. and I think every one of us should Hmm. learn that and begin to do that Let everything we do be motivated by love. Let everything we do come from a place. That's a motive. Mm. Be love Mm. all the time. Not very easy to do because we are human. Yeah. But if we can become intentional about it, Mm. if we can become intentional about it, then we would become like God who is our father.
1: Yeah. Become more and more like him. and That should be our prayer. To be more and more like him. You know, Paul gave us one of the templates of prayer and that is that I might know you and that should be one of our prayer points, that we might know God, that we might know God for who he is, not what we've been told that he is, but rather we need to go back to the word of God, dig deep into God's word and find out who God is for ourselves, and guess what, that is when your Christian life will totally change, totally change and um, you will step into what Paul calls the newness of life, because um, it, you'll be unburdened with a lot of weight, because it's a weight, the weight of, oh, I'm not good enough, oh, God is coming after me, oh, I did this, so I need to be paid for, it. oh, that, all those are weights, Yes, sins are weights that easily beset us, yeah. But these weights, these are weights of the mind that clog things that we want to receive from God and actually receiving them. So we need to remove all those faith blockers. I call them faith blockers. So that we can receive from God what He has already given us through Christ Jesus. Oh, Thank you so much,
0: Pastor. Will you just pray with us and...
1: Oh Lord, I thank you, I give you praise. Lord, I ask that everyone that will watch this, I will go back and listen to the entire series. I ask, Lord, that you reveal yourself to them. Reveal yourself to them. Flood your heart and their mind with a fresh insight and revelation of who you are so that they will step into newness of life without all these clogs of the mind so that their faith and trust in you will know no bounds and so that Lord they will become giants of faith they will become communicators of your grace and mercy to others and they'll bring loads of people to you and for the ones listening that are yet to partake of the things you've freely given us by your grace such as healing I ask that healing be ministered to them for those that are going through hard times financially I ask that they understand that Jesus was already made poor so that through his poverty they might be rich I speak to doors I have closed before them to open up for them I speak oh Lord to multiple streams of income to find them as they work let their work, O oh Lord, receive a harvest. All around them, Lord, favor them. Keep them, O oh Lord, in health. Keep them far from the pestilence that fly by noonday or the arrows that fly by night. Hide them in your pavilion. Hide them under your wings. Keep them throughout this ember months. Let them see next year strong in health Prosperous and oh Lord, increase them and prosper them. This is my prayer in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray. Amen. Amen. So, see you on Sunday, guys. Bye.